As much as people depend on us as leaders, you need someone who believes in you. You need a place to be open and honest with someone who's walked in your shoes and wants to help you become the leader you are meant to be. This is that place with those kind of people. Welcome to the Relational Leader Podcast with your host, Randy Bazette. Each episode will sit down and engage in life-giving conversation, unpacking leadership's greatest challenges. Well, welcome to this episode of the Relational Leader Podcast. I'm Kristen and joined with an American flag, patriotic hat on. I mean, this is a cool hat because it's it got really the American actually, patriot vibe going. I love it. But it's a golf hat. I know. And you know me. And you do. And you got a golf shirt on. I got a I golf mean, shirt on. Should we be doing this on the golf course right now? Uh, should we hurry up so I can get to the that golf course? That is a better question. Okay, moving right along, everybody. It's going to be a short one today. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. <laughs> yes. God bless you. See you next episode. <laughs> oh, man. But for real, how are you doing today, Randy? I'm actually doing great. We're in the middle of our youth conference as yeah. well. This is day three. People are tired. It's been a I'm good, pumped. It's been I run a good through conference. the tape. I don't run to the tape. We're going strong today. <laughs> it's, it Kids has. are getting saved. They are. Full of Jesus and the Holy Ghost. And they're just being set for it. Just, it's so cool. I, I mean, I hate to diss on Easter or Christmas, but I really think this is my favorite time <laughs> of the year. It is. And we've been doing 12 conference what for? This is year 10. This is year 10 or year 11? Year 10? We're supposed to be celebrating. I'm going 10. 10. I don't know. I'm with you. I don't know. To me, it seems like 50 years. I don't know. You're just old. There's there's no time. But it is so cool, and I love that Mm -hmm. that you and Amy y'all's passion for next gen, and it's always been. Just for just a little uh, plug here, because this uh, is a passion that I have. So we do our youth conference right, and we have a special PK track, and we don't charge. Uh, lead pastors we don't charge your kids for you come to conference for free you get them here we take care of them we have a special house that we put them in oh this house though is dope it is legit it's like a resort we've been very fortunate yes this this house that someone gave us it is it's It's eight thousand square feet it has a resort pool yeah and the pks are staying there and we got extra stuff for them they get backstage passes and interviews and discussions with the speakers and all kinds of fun things. We do this conference every year. It'll be in August. I forget, like the end of July, 1st of August next right year. Right before school starts. Right before school, school starts. Get them full of Jesus. Send them back to school. But uh, if you're a PK and uh, you have a middle schooler, high schooler, uh, we would love to have them come. This idea was started by my own kids who are now adults serving the Lord. So cool. Happen to be in ministry, which that that's up to the Lord who calls them. But they wanted to do this to help other kids have experiences that they had that led them to the spot where they are where they love jesus and they love us as parents yeah that's the heart of our pk track so uh love to have you and last night kb was in the house and oh my goodness it was wild there were a thousand dance parties going on in that auditorium kids were having my son came home pumped like i didn't even know he knew kb and he is the biggest fan now. yeah yeah well we'll make sure on uh the website uh, on relate, uh, we will link to 12 conference and yeah, we'll, we'll so that way 
that way, if you are a lead pastor here and something that interests you, we can make sure that you've got uh, links to that. And it sells out, so you can't you can't wait. I'm not saying you got to sign up now. Right. No, but, but just know it's a resource there, mm-hmm. and it is limited space. It we, is absolutely. It is limited space. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, well, we've got that going on, but we also got a great podcast planned for we today. Do. And we've got a really uh, cool guest in the room with us, Mr. Cody Burns. How are you today? Oh, I am doing great. I'm so happy and blessed to be here. It's going to be fun. It, yes, it is. <laughs> you, this man's got it right. It is going to be fun. You That's guys it. may not learn anything That's today, right. but we're going right. to have a good time. I hope you laughing right now while you're working out or whatever you're doing listening to this. Or <laughs> they're making fun of us. I don't know. What, I mean, what that's what I would be doing. <laughs> well, Cody, we're so glad that you're here today. And so why don't you just tell uh, our listeners a little bit about you? You have a, a crazy God miraculous story, mm. and he has just built such a testimony out of your life. And so let's let's start the conversation. Tell us what God's done for you. Yeah. So I uh, originally from southern Indiana mm-hmm. and grew up in a small town, had a wild imagination and still do to this day. And gave my life to Christ at a very young age. Uh, I was remember being about six years old, going to a kids' camp, and um, it was there that I really felt the call of God on my life. That young, and I was always very passionate about ministry, and grew up serving, doing. I was one of those children that went to kids' church, and I served. Uh, and so what? whatever whatever opportunity that I was given, like it meant the world to me, and I enjoyed church all the more. So I love serving and i fell in love with a very unique talent if you will whenever i was really young what and was that, that was uh so my family took me to the circus and, oh, okay. and that was that was dangerous uh because i i seen all of these are you a trapeze cool, artist oh you know it i'm uh, an acrobat look at me well i want to see you on the high wire bro yeah. oh gosh uh <laughs> He's like, I'll be on the ground. I'm holding the tether, <laughs> you know, but I'm not getting up there. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. But we went there to the circus, and I fell in love with some of the performer, you know, the acts and things. And, and uh, you know, I seen this guy juggling, and I thought, that's so cool. And so I went home, and I taught myself how to juggle. <laughs> and so started doing that in church. And then, long and behold, we... I uh, went Can to another. Can we do that in church? Can we juggle in church? Well, it? they do it all the time. How many churches do you manage? You're juggling all the time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. pastors are great jugglers. Ain't that the truth? You're right. My gosh. So, uh, did that, and whenever I, I remember going to the kids' camp later on, and I was about. 10 years old at this time and there was a missionary there Mm -hmm. and he was from Spain and him and his family they were juggling and I seen how he's using these skills to incorporate into the message and I realized that this man was not up there for himself Mm -hmm. he was truly up there to give us kids that message of Jesus and what and that just just meant so much to me and it was just all the more confirmation that this is what I'm called to That's do. Cool. And so all through my young years, I pursued that. After high school, I went to a ministry program in Rockford, Illinois. And then I got uh, my pastoral credentials out of Indianapolis, did additional schooling. And then I became a children's pastor. Mm. And then at the same time of being a kid's pastor, I got to travel the country and do kids' camps and conferences. And that juggling I, came in do, handy. It came. Bro. So it was, it's a wonderful skill Talk to have. Talk about grab yeah. kids' attention you start oh. juggling. Well, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so much fun. And adults, too, uh, interesting <laughs> enough. And, and I know before we went live, we was talking about now my audience is more so with you know young adults and adults. 
and I've recognized that you know they're really not much different than children. And so if you can if you can incorporate some of this into what you're doing, because I'm, I'm I love visual illustrations, sure. making it fun, and because uh, you know if you get people on their phone, they're you're already losing them. Yeah. And so how can you keep people engaged? Yeah. And so I make it fun, but yet at the same time I bring that point home. And what so, What is the craziest item that you have juggled? Oh, look out now! Uh, we're, this is live, so I have to be careful. Uh, <laughs> So I actually do this routine. I, I remember um, it became quite popular. I went to a kids' campus in Oklahoma. I think it was the first time I ever did it, and uh, <laughs> I juggled a child. No, uh, like no, a, a human child. A human child. No what? kidding. Yeah, that is yeah. wild. Yeah. I would have never thought you. Yeah, would it's 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 crazy. Like one. Huh? Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, one, I did one that with child. my kids. I'd throw them up and catch them, but that's not juggling. No. 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 Okay. Uh, no. So it was. It <laughs> was w- it your child? <laughs> no. No. Did someone sign a waiver? <laughs> no. I wish they had of. I mean, you know, I'm not allowed to do that trick anymore since the court. That was they, a one and that, done. That, yeah, that was one and done. You know, bless his heart. Uh, but no, no, it's it's just cool trick. So I, I juggle two balls in my, you know, in one hand, and okay. then I throw them up, and then I toss the kid in my other arm, oh, okay. and I catch the other two. But it's it's a fun bit, and so. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'll say a, a child. That that yeah. I, but I wasn't. I was expecting like fire or like. Oh well, I've done that too. Yeah, I, a child. I'll juggle fire. There's videos out there of me doing that. Um, machetes, bowling balls. I mean, I've done all kinds, all kinds of stuff. Oh. Yeah, I know. I ain't oh, right. Man. I got a screw loose somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> just one. <laughs> just yeah. We'll, we'll say just one. We'll, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So I I fell in love with all of that, and then. Uh, I was passionate about it, doing the thing that I felt that God was calling me to do. And then it was in May of 2013. In May of 2013, my life took a drastic hit. Uh, the unexpected would happen, and I believe everyone has encountered those, encountered those unexpected mm-hmm. moments. Um, whether you are in leadership or not, life just has a funny way of doing that. And I was 23 when all this went down. I just got back from doing mission work in Cuba. And just, you know, taken off, mm. excited. God is doing great things. People are getting saved, coming to Jesus. And then I'm driving back to my church office, and it was on a Friday afternoon. Stopped at a red light on the highway there in Indiana. And I was, I remember just everything going black. Mm. I don't remember none of what I'm about to share. Everything I share is strictly from police reports, first responders. Wow. And... I was rear-ended by a refrigerator box truck that mm. was going full highway speed, showed no signs of stopping, and uh, on impact of the box truck hitting my Dodge Durango, that's what I was in that day, it blew up on impact. Oh, and man. so it was, uh, for a small town in Indiana, this really made the news. This became big, and it, they'd never seen anything like it. So they came to the scene and just by the looks of the wreck, they said it's it's a fatality. There's no way this guy's well, they didn't know if I was a guy or girl, they didn't know what yeah. I was. There's no way he's alive. And so they had already called the coroner. Wow. And um that day there was actually a van in front of me at the intersection and the van in front of me went to one side and mine was pushed through and into an embankment. And so the lady that was driving the van in front of me, they were focused on helping her. Fortunately, she's okay, but I, on the other hand, was left for dead. And it wasn't until one of the uh, firefighters saw my hand move. 
that they changed everything. Are you kidding? That little bit of movement, and uh, there's there's a powerful message in that too. But yeah. I, I I don't want to. I can really ramble on here about the story, mm-hmm. but I want to leave some pause points too because. I'm sure you have something to say. Yeah. Well, uh, well, I mean, I, I, you got to get me a little further in the story. Oh, though. well, I don't so leave you hanging. So hand moved. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, well, obviously I made so, it. I mean, should we take a commercial break? Like, <laughs> commercial break, come back. We'll be back. We'll like, keep them hooked. Yeah. What? Okay. So, yes, you obviously you're here today. Thank yeah. the Lord. And you're sitting here. But um, but what kind of a journey mm-hmm. was that? Um, and at what point did you remember what in the world is happened to me and yeah it was well the actual scene of the wreck so what i'm told by all these individuals that was there they say i was talking to them and i don't remember none of it that's amazing it's amazing how the body Mm -hmm. is i told them who i was where i worked they was able to contact the church church got in contact with my family they put me on a stretcher it took them a good hour to get me out of this thing and for those that are listening if they're interested if they google my name cody burns there's images that the sheriff's department took. Yeah, I actually can, did. I saw the image. I saw an image this morning when I was, okay. when I was prepping for our <laughs> conversation today, and oh, uh, it is nothing short of a miracle. I, I, I can't even. Well, I'm so glad you're here. I am God too. I, he has wow. some incredible things. Um, you know, I, I, I just like I think about the script, the, the the scripture that God causes everything. Wow. To work together for the good of those. Come on, yeah, no one Jesus. would say I want that to happen. No, yeah. but at- your life is a testimony, mm-hmm. uh, and so let's talk about that. What since that time, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure recovery was very long, and 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 I'm sure even difficult. Um, so what was that like, and what has the testimony been uh, that God has given you that you now travel all over the world and share? Oh, okay. Well, it, it, God has been so faithful through it all. And so they saw my hand move, got me out. They lifelighted me to a burn unit in Indianapolis, Indiana. And that's where I was put into a coma on full life support. And that was only the beginning of my journey. But I had severe burn injuries. I had to uh, relearn to walk, use my hands. I had many, many surgeries. The burn injuries that I had was 40% of my total body surface area was scarred and third and fourth degree burns. I never knew there was such a thing. And they told me, they said, fourth degree is when it burns through all of your fat cells down to bone and muscle. Yep. And in some cases, it requires amputation. They actually wanted to amputate three of my fingers, and my family was there, and they were great advocates, and they said, no, do whatever you can to save his fingers. The boy juggles. Uh, of course, you could only imagine the surgeon's face. Uh, so they were able to save them. They don't move like they once did, and I can't juggle and do some of the things. Oh, I can, sorry, I take that back. I can juggle. I can't do some of the things I used to, but I make the most of what I can do. You don't juggle babies anymore. I, well, no, I don't juggle <laughs> babies. Uh, someday I hope to have my own, so I'll learn to juggle that. But, uh, but yeah, it, and so since this time, you know, it, it, it really allowed me to grow into mature in ways that I wouldn't have if I hadn't gone through it. And obviously when tragedy strikes, you have those questions, you know, why? This is not what I envisioned for my life. And even being in leadership at a young age, many people were watching me and they're watching my response to this tragedy. And, you know, I thought, you know, anybody, when life is going great, we could preach a good message. But then when tragedy strikes and rubber hits the road, our faith, our message, everything that we're about is put to the test. Mm -hmm. And for me, it certainly was. And all these children, teenagers, adults, they're watching me. 
And I thought, what message am I going to preach in this moment? And I can we we just pause for a second? Yeah, absolutely. You asked yourself what question in the middle of all that? What message am I going to preach in this moment? Mm. Most people are asking, why are you doing this to me? Get me out. Why did Mm. this happen? And you Mm. asked the question, what message am I going to be able to preach from this? Yeah, yeah, that right there is. You could close the podcast with that. Mm-hmm. That's a drop the moment, no, a drop the mic moment right there. It really is. That's powerful. What a perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, and it, it it hits home. And and when I remember um, a phone call, I had a pastor in Illinois. He connected me with a great man. Uh, I consider him a mentor, um, truly a, a legend in, in the faith world. Doctor Dave Reaver, um, great man, um, served in Vietnam. He's also a burn survivor. And he shared with me over the phone um, his story. And he mentioned something in particular that I love sharing because I think it's powerful. You know, God, I don't believe God did this to me. I believe he allows things to happen. We live in a fallen world. And, and, but I believe God allowed this to happen to me because he trusts me with the scars. And wow. I remember Dave Reaver telling me that. And he said that's, that statement, he was told by a, a lady on TBN. She shared that with him. He said it changed my life forever. Yeah. And, and so I believe I've been entrusted with this to all the more, share the gospel. And, and it's not just in churches. You know, a lot of what I do now, it's even in corporate arenas, colleges. And even though I may not be able to verbally get too heavy on the faith message, I've got my book out there. The seeds are being planted. Sure. And, and, to my, and to my amazement, it's never, it never ceases to amaze me. People still know. They'll come up to me afterwards like, you're a Christian, aren't you? Uh, And so that's awesome. So God is shining. Your light is shining, exactly. Even if you don't give the reference from what scripture it is, the scripture, the word is still going out there. That's it. It's not like it's null and void if you don't give the reference for it. So I love that you actually get to do all that through corporate America and schools. and. You know, I love love your perspective of how God trusts you with these scars. It's a message that he's entrusted to you. But I got to wonder and and I got to ask, have there been seasons where even though your perspective is right um, and it's a very eternal perspective, but where you're like, but but why did you entrust me with these scars? Like, this is hard. Mm. Why did I have to go through this? Because I can't help but wonder, there's probably listeners that have gone through a tragedy. It may not be the exact same thing but for them it was a tragedy it came out of nowhere and uh there there can be seasons where we see that perspective of okay god entrusted mm-hmm. me with this but then sometimes it gets hard have you ever had those seasons and and if so how have you continued to persevere in this ministry that god's entrusted you with mm, that's a great question and i i most certainly have had those moments where i have fought depression i've had my moments where i still will wonder, you know, why. Mm-hmm. And, and moments where, you know, those midnight hours when your mind begins to wonder and you're just like, God, you know, going in and out of, because it took me a good three years of nonstop occupational and physical therapy just to kind of get to a place where I'm independent again. And, you know, I'm like, is this, if this all my life is going to be, then, then why am I still here? Mm-hmm. You know, all I wanted to do is just carry the message, help people bring hope, and, you know, like this is, I'm in and out of these doctor's appointments, it's miserable. Mm-hmm. But through it all, I think just the prayers and the encouragement of people, just it just meant the world. And every opportunity I got to share my story, as interesting as it is, 
it almost was very therapeutic to me. So the more I got to serve and help others, the more I myself I found healing in that. And and so I I always share with people the I love acronyms, and I have this epic step thing that I will share. And so the epic uh, the E stands for embrace challenges. Mm-hmm. No matter what you're doing in life, <coughs> challenges are certainly going to present themselves. And, you know, we live in a world where, sadly, we will endure trouble. Yeah, Jesus, sure. he tells us. He makes it plain right there in the scriptures. Well, you like will. It, what's that? Embrace those. Yeah. We, but we have to. It's, well, it's, our prayers are usually make me comfortable, not mm. help me to embrace this discomfort mm-hmm. yeah. that you're talking about. Yeah, and, and God can certainly, you know, redeem and heal. I have no doubt in my mind. And the very fact that I'm here is a miracle. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, but, it, you know, my healing didn't manifest in the way that some would say is appropriate. Um, but I embraced the scars. I embraced what happened to me because it's a testimony all the more to demonstrate the hell that God brought me out of. Sure. Uh, so I embraced the challenge, and then you have the P, provide that perspective, reframe my pain. And what what is God teaching me, teaching me in this season? Because obviously, reframe, reframe your pain. pain. Yeah, looking hmm. at it all different, and looking at it as a as an opportunity to grow. And another thing Dave Reaver shared with me is, you know, he just reminded me of how this life is truly a training ground. It's a university. You go from your elementary, middle mm-hmm. school, high school, and it's like we're constantly learning. And graduation is when we. Mm-hmm. reach the throne room. and that's helped me out a lot because my best three years of my life was third grade <laughs> and i feel like spiritually i'm still in the third grade okay well, oh you dr cody over here no, speaking whatever to a third grader <laughs> whatever <laughs> <laughs> okay oh my gosh i got it i see where we're at now this was good for me this was this was good for me i'm so glad you're here you know, Randy, though, I, I want to, he said something, I'm sure you heard it, but it's so much that was a testimony that helped him was when he put his focus on other people. Mm-hmm. And there's something about that. There's, it's, it's biblical when we, mm-hmm. when we serve others, mm-hmm. that healing that, that God brings. Totally. And listen, I think in life, you could even take the Christianity out of it and mm-hmm. your life and the problems you face will become less as you focus on the rest of the world more mm-hmm. you, you you can either make a molehill into a mountain yeah or you can make a mountain that's in front of you a molehill simply depending on what you focus on however we also know scripturally that this is this is the an essence of christianity and being a christ follower and not focusing on yourself and others and mm-hmm. was the last thing that we know that jesus was speaking to peter uh, well, b- before he said, don't don't go to Jerusalem, this, this is what he was telling. Go there and wait for me. But before he said that, he said, Peter, do you really love me? Mm-hmm. Are you really a Christ follower? Mm-hmm. You know I am. Mm-hmm. Asked him again, right? We know the story three mm-hmm. times. But it was the focus of what Jesus said. Okay, if that's true, then feed go sheep. feed my sheep. Wow. Get your eyes off yourself. Because yeah. after all, he was in a pretty bad day. Yeah. He, he, he didn't have the accident you had, but everything that he hung his life on, yeah. Jesus is the Savior. He's the one that's going to change my life, change the world. Everything's going to be different, and here he is gone. And yet Peter is told by Jesus to reframe your pain. Mm. Go focus on other I people. Love it. It's a powerful message. It is. Yeah. 
And so as you've done that, Cody, you're, you, if you've reframed your pain and have focused now for the, so this accident happened in 20, you said 2013. Mm-hmm. And so three years of recovery. And so you, I'm not a math person. So however many years <laughs> that is. Well, I, I believe it's, it's, uh, Numbers are not yeah, I think it's, it's nine going on 10 okay, years, nine, roughly. Not 10 yeah. years. Uh, so what have you seen God do? Um, uh, not just through you, but in you, because I believe that will be an encouragement mm-hmm. for somebody listening that really they've, they got to take that bold and courageous step to reframe their pain and start focusing on others. So encourage them. What has that, what has God done in you? Mm, well, and that I'll kind of go right back to that acronym. I implement the change that I implement change. And so I just begin to apply it and live it out day by day, step by step small success, small little successes. There's a lovely quote I love sharing everywhere I go. It's by Caitlin Walsh, and it says, the key to success is playing the hand you were dealt like it was the hand that you wanted. Ain't that good? Ain't that good? Yeah. The key to success is playing the hand you were dealt like it was the hand that you wanted. And so that's so good. You can't do anything about the hand you have anyway. So yeah, you might as well well own it like you wanted it. (laughs) Utilize it. That's good. Wow. Yeah. And change some perspective and doing just that has just, it's been remarkable to see God move and take over. Mm -hmm. And so then the C I celebrate, I celebrate my story and how that celebration I'm serving. I go right back to my why, why was I born? Why am I here to begin with? Why did I ever get involved in ministry? Mm. It's not for my own self. I'm here Mm -hmm. to carry the gospel, to share that message. No matter how it looks, my ministry does not look like what it once did. It's changed. My physical appearance has changed. But you know what? I celebrate it, and it's a powerful testimony. Everywhere I fly or go, it's amazing. You'll see people that will look at you know look at my arms. I have scars on my hands, my arms. My entire left leg is all scarred. Wow. Right foot, I've got them all. They're all spread out. But I wear them proudly, and um, many people are like, did you serve in the military? <laughs> no, I served in ministry. <laughs> Not much different. <laughs> so, oh, that's <yeah>. so good. <laughs> so they're like, oh, my goodness. You know, so, at the end of the accident, would you say that your purpose and calling was different than it was before the accident? I, I, I'd say it's still the same. There you go. It's, that's it's, my that's point. Yeah. Yep. So it doesn't matter the tragedy that you're going through. Mm. And you say, God, why is this happening? Why are you allowing this? You have to reframe your pain, all of that. But at the end of the day, mm. why you're here is still exactly the same. And you can, in the midst of your accident, you can still do what God intended you to do. Yeah. So. Yeah. Implement that change and celebrate that you're still here, right? That's it. That's your that's your moving forward step. So good. I so mean, good. it goes right back to that scripture in Romans. Yeah, we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose mm-hmm. for them. So, purpose is the same, yeah. and He takes those things that are tragedies in our life, and our purpose never changes. Mm-hmm. He maybe even even. Uh, makes it even larger he enhanced it. enhanced I was, enhanced I was looking for the word it. yeah and, and and matter of fact well there's a whole nother story i can go down I, god's did so many great things in my life but i had a doctor years ago um 
that was sharing with me something and he because i was worried i had this uh, diagnosis that i was like i was concerned i was like is this going to affect my ministry and he said no cody i think it will enhance your ministry hmm. and so i believe everything that i've went through it's certainly it's just a badge of honor hmm. it, it's almost like i'm i'm being promoted if you will i'm growing it's another level that god has taken me on this journey of faith and uh, it, it's been amazing. So now, you know, I have a burn foundation. We're able to sponsor burn survivors. We have seen over a half a million dollars raised for burn research and also helping uh, burn patients uh, mentally and physically. And so it's been amazing. So I get to help people in that world. I've written a book and it's just continuing to take off. What and a great, it's remarkable. What a great ministry. Well, Cody, I got to say thank you so much for sharing just a little glimpse of your story and what God has done. And, and I know it encouraged us. I know it encouraged those that are listening. And for those of you that are listening, uh, Cody, you have a website, CodyBurns.com. And I'm sure all your resources uh, are on them at, on that website as well as more of your story and ways to get a hold of you and all of that. So be sure to check that out. Wow. But man, wasn't this good? What a good great, combo what today. A great, what a great thing. Let me just encourage our listeners as, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll throw it back over to you, Kristen, to finish up. But I just feel like maybe there's some people that are listening right now that are going through tragedy and they're, they're doing all the things that sure. we all do. The why God, all that stuff. But let me just encourage you. I will submit to you that the area where you're struggling in the most right now will become an area of your greatest anointing. Mm. Yeah. So it is that opportunity. And so that, that'll help you reframe your pain. Just realize what you're going through. It could be as you depend on God and your weakness yeah. becomes your strength because his grace is sufficient, that perhaps the anointing in that area will be the very thing that God will use you. Here you are in your greatest difficulty. You have an anointing. It, mm -hmm. it came across here today, helped others. So realize where God is taking you, whatever you're dealing with right now. Beautiful. Yeah. So good. Great. So good. Great well, time. those listening, I hope you were encouraged today. I know we were. Yeah. Cody, thank you again for joining us around the table and being a part of the conversation. Oh, thank you for having me. I love this so much. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Relational Leader Podcast. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Relational Leader Podcast. For more resources, visit randybazette.com.